How can we better equip ourselves to take on the new day, our goals, and the world? How do we stoke our inspiration? By dropping in, we'll hear from credible experts on ways to thrive in this environment. As persons trying to cope, as workers learning to pivot in our careers, and as those curious about life, wellness, family, healing, and humor, we'll learn by sharing stories. Like the watering hole, dropping in is a communal place. People who've had the courage to tell their stories offer the nuggets they've gathered along the way. They bring us the spark to confront what matters. Everybody everywhere is on a hero's journey of trying to survive and do well. Stories from these diverse sources pave the way, even if the paths are new or unknown. Drop in with us to discover the roots and where we go from here. And now, here's our host, Diane Dewey. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. It's a time of thanksgiving, of counting what's positive in our lives. For that, sometimes we need help because it's not always so obvious. And here to help us, drum roll for our next guest, Brian Hill. He's an astrologer for the New York Times and other publications and author of the book, The Ace of Wands. Brian can situate his clients in the real world of the moment, reach into their past, and gently encourage their future course. He truly merits the titles Humanistic Astrologer and Renaissance Healer Alchemist. Welcome, Brian Hill. Oh, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. You are now live well, from Prescott, Arizona, right? Yeah, I'm way up in the mountains. I'm about 6,000 feet up in the mountains talking to you. Do you feel a sense of belonging there in the mountains? Do you? Did, is it a place that um, you used your astrological knowledge, for example, to determine your course there? Um, that's a great question. I lived for like 40 years in Florida. And for that whole 40 years, I never felt at home. When I moved up into the mountains, immediately I felt the home. I felt at home. And it goes a little bit with astrology in terms of I am a Capricorn, and Capricorn likes mountains. You know, right. um, oh. astrology is a very complex thing, and we could get a lot of information from it. And I just, I guess on my soul's journey, I had enough time in water by the Gulf of Mexico, and at this particular time in life, I needed the mountains. So it was a great move, and I, you know, it's a, it just feels right, Diane. It just feels strong, and I think we all could live where we want to live that feels the best to us. That's what we want to do. You know, there are always places where we feel more like ourselves, where we feel we could manifest ourselves better. And I, I know that, you know, there is such a thing as astrocartography, which combines astrology and maps, um, as the name would and suggest. Maps, yep. Um, I, I think it's just interesting um, to be able to go with the soul's code and find places that do enhance our sense of well-being. Right now, I think, you know, people are uh, on edge with the pandemic. There's a, maybe a sense of quiet desperation as to what will happen next. And astrology, there's a big demand. Um, you know, there's a lot asked of it. What's our destiny? What's going to happen to us? But more to the point, who are we? What can we do to enhance where we are at this very moment? And I wondered if you just let us, um, with your background, your vast background, um, just tell us, are we under auspicious skies now? 
Well, we've been through. Um, obviously, we know what we've been through, and I think we're coming out on the other side of it. And the planets, um, the planets influence just not you and I and he and she, but the the whole world. You know, they're they're there for the whole world, and they help us. They influence us to evolve, and that's really the function of them. Right. And if we look at, I'll just get a little technical, but it's interesting to see in this way, by understanding a little bit of it, we'll get a little breather. We'll, we'll feel better about it. Um, Pluto, the planet of transformation, went into the sign of Capricorn um, back around 2002, 2007, 2008. And we had the money crisis right there. The banks went, etc. Right. And the last time Pluto was in Capricorn was in circa 1776. All right. Oh. You think about what was going on back then. All right. Revolution. It's revolution. It's change. Now, since Pluto went in Capricorn, uh, Saturn went in Capricorn, Jupiter went in Capricorn, Mars was in Capricorn. Capricorn rules the establishment. It rules the economy. It rules the status quo. So, We've had this tremendous number of years through various different times, right? Especially the election coming up, uh, coming up that's passed rather. And we have Mars in retrograde. Mercury was in retrograde. So many planets affecting us. And my take on this was it is, it, it was and still is a huge wake up call for all of us to understand who we are and what we're doing. Why are we alive? What's our meaning? Etc. Because it shut down all the norms that we normally go to that that take us out of ourself, and we were forced to go back into ourself. Now coming up in this year ahead, we got Saturn's leaving uh, Capricorn. It's going into Aquarius. It'll free us up. Uh, Jupiter's going into Aquarius. It'll free us up. Mars is gone direct. Mercury's gone direct. And we could actually see out there, it's not over yet, but we could see changes. The sun is coming up, so to speak, and we'll, we'll get a break. But for those of us who have done their homework, our homework, we're going to see a different self. For the people who didn't do their inner work, so to speak, they're going to see their old self. So they're not going to see much of a change. Um, you know, we, as you, as you know, we're, we're, we're on a soul's journey, right? And whether we wake up to that fact or not, that's up to each person. So, well, life is, yeah, is, I, is I see it opening up. Yeah, good. It sounds like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a light on the horizon is basically what you're saying. We're not quite there yet, but it's out there and, you know, with vaccines approaching and maybe new consciousness about how we got ourselves into this mess in the first place. And as you say, that we tuned out the noise, have decluttered our lives quite a bit. Um, it's really given us a boon, um, a way of trying to figure out what is important, what's extraneous. Um, and life is an inside-out job. Your book, um, mm-hmm. The Ace of Wands, was just very instructive to me. Um, and I'd like to give our listeners a little, a bit more background of you, Brian Hill, because you are also very practical. You had a life before astrology. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. 
Well, um, I kind of look at a c- couple of careers here. You know, uh, my first 25 years in, in the world at work in there, I was in the building business. I built high-rise condominiums and offices and apartment buildings. I dealt with steel and concrete. You know, very practical, very, very real. Don't don't tell me what's not because I'll find out what is. And that was part of the job. It was a hard, hard um, field to be in. Uh, hard being with not just the concrete, the steel, but dealing with uh, the people. You know, the awarenesses of various people. So I spent 20-something years in there. And uh, as life had it, uh, I think that I was guided out of it whenever it was 19, let me think, it's been a while ago, Um, 1991, we we had that, um, the big recession Mm-hmm. And the real estate market pl- plummeted. I mean, it, everybody that was in it really got hurt, and I was in it, and I got hurt. And I had a, a great, a great life, I thought, until it was all taken away. And then it made me look at myself a little bit. And somebody introduced me to this world of astrology, which I thought was, you know, a bunch of bunk. I didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, but I'm curious, and I looked, and and I. And I went to an astrologer, and um, a friend of mine said, "Yeah, this is exactly what happened." A friend of mine said to me, "You go, you have to go and talk to this guy." And I said, "What does he do?" And she said, "Astrology." And I said, "I don't believe in that crap." And I went anyway, and he gave me some information, and then he gave me a little bit more information, and I really wasn't pleased. I really wasn't happy, you know, about what he said. And I went away. And about six months later, I came back. Why? I don't know. I just followed my intuition. And he gave me a little bit more information, and it was still okay, whatever. And then about two months after that, I looked at my chart. I don't know. There's a thing called a birth chart. It tells exactly where the planets are at the moment of your birth, and it gives a lot of information. And I looked at it, and it looked like a foreign language to me, which it really is. And um, I started to study. I got a couple of books. I started to to look, what's this thing? What's that mean? What's that glyph mean? What's that icon mean? And seven days later, I came up for air. And I knew there was something to this thing. And just like when I was building a building, we needed a blueprint in order to build a building. What a birth chart is, is the blueprint of our life. Mm-hmm. And so from that seven days, you, you do a friend's chart, etc., and it just took off. And I knew this was something that was well beyond what we reasonably think about, and it just drew me in. And so friends told friends, and people told people, and now 25 years later, with, you know, literally clients all around the country, in Europe, in South America, etc., it took on a life of its own. So I've had one, two very, very different lives. Mm-hmm. One material and one intangible. Spiritual. And they have, yeah. a, they have a big link up. Uh, and they have a big link up in your character, Jake, in the book, The Ace of Wands, who is also in real estate, your protagonist. And he goes through a similar crisis of 
um, survival. Is he going to make it? Is he going to make his mortgage payments? Is he going to be able to feed his son, Ethan? There's the lovely Camille, his girlfriend on the perimeter, wondering why they're not settling down. But he is basically in inner turmoil over the real estate market that he's in. And he meets with a kind of sage, a person that he meets in the park. Um, while jogging or walking, and they start talking about the source and the source of all of our energies and not necessarily astrology per se, but some of the things that you just talked about when you really resonated with the signs and symbols of a birth chart and you really felt that, um, as you say, your soul feels like it's in love um, you were so you were excited and you were turned on by it. Um, and once having been a tremendous skeptic, so Jake also stands in for skepticism, right? And then he's kind of brought around. The thing that I think is interesting that I want to ask you about is it's clear that you don't believe that it's the stars only that prescribe our destiny. It's about us tuning in to our own inner source. And us starting to listen to our own inner beings. Do I have that right? You have it right, absolutely. Yeah, years ago, a long time ago, I, I came to the point that life, the, the, the bottom line to the human condition is, is the phrase, as within, so without. And what we have inside of us, our, our subconscious mind, our soul journey, outpitches itself in the world and we could get um, a real clear reading of who we are by just looking around the room and seeing who we are seeing where, where we are seeing the friends we have etc etc uh, the two questions that invariable people always ask that we all have to some degree or another who am I and what am I doing here mm-hmm. exactly you know? and this is and this is what was thrown up in the air during this COVID thing. Who am I? You know, what, what's happening to my job? That's who I think I am, etc. And, and what am I doing here? What are we all doing here? And what, what astrology does is, is give us a real clear guideposts of who we are. Um, and it, astrology tells us how we think, how we feel, what turns us on, what turns us off. It also gives us these, these absolute, I, I want to say clues, but it's, it's only a clue if you can't read the information. Um, so, yeah, it's all about who we are. And we, I personally believe, and I've watched this with thousands of people, I, I, you know, I look at patterns that astrology brings us, and we live these patterns. Like we have a three-act play. That's what life is. The first act goes from birth to 29 and a half years. That's the orbit of Saturn around the sun, right? And generally something happens around 29, 29 and a half, 30 that signals oh, right. the that end is- of the first act. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, okay. and, and right. So, and, the, and the first act was, was all about, was all about um, learning the download of the play. We're meeting mother, father, sisters, brothers, schools, churches, faiths, all that stuff. At the end of the first act, the curtain comes down, and then we get into our 30s, and we realize 30s are a whole lot different than our 20s. And we begin to 
act out the download of the first part of the play. And that'll bring us to around 60 years old. It's actually 59, right, where the second act goes down. The curtain comes down on that. And then the third act from, let's just take it, 60 onward is a whole different energy field, mm-hmm. right? And so astrology gives us guideposts all along the way of understanding who we are, when it is, how come we changed, or what do we want to change to, right? What, what we do in this world, we all do this. There's three things. There's the being, the doing, and the having. So glad and you mentioned everything this. Fits, and everything fits in one of those three things. And mm-hmm. what we kind of do in, in, this, in this society is we get them backwards. We, we start out, we, we know we need a having. All right, we need a roof over our head, we need a car, etc. So we go find the doing, meaning a job, a career. But nobody teaches us, the schools don't teach us, the people don't teach us about the being. Right. And that's 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 who we're human beings. And what we have to understand, if we first understand who we are, then we express ourselves in a way organically that we're happy and the having also comes organically, and we're happy. And that's why so many people are unhappy, because they're doing things that are not concomitant with their soul, with their self. Right. It's also um, true that it takes some of us a very long time to find out who we are for just those reasons. You know, we're in the first act, the second act, and it's the third act. It's like, oh, wait a minute. It's supposed to be about what brings me joy. Um, You know, it becomes a real surprise. Uh, But, I mean, it's also a revelation to me. I was in the readings um, looking at um, a post that you had uh, talking about David McCollum the world-famous historian, author, um, and he is a client of yours, or was, and you were in a reading, and, you know, he nearly broke down in tears and said, you know, what he would really like to be is David McCollum. But it's yeah. hard to be who you really, he was a, He was apparently an aficionado of naval histories and had never gone there, and he had not given himself permission to do the thing that he really loved. And I think, mm-hmm. wow. Um, you know, when when it feels like push comes to shove and the practicalities are knocking, then we don't we can't afford mm-hmm. to think of what brings us joy. Yeah. But actually, we can't yeah. afford to because we're not we, going to really travel as far or as joyfully or as authentically um, if we don't get into contact with. Um, with what we're all about. So I, I really, I think this is just, I, I think it's fascinating too that your brand of astrology, as I read it through Jake, this character, he also starts to, through his friend, the sage in the park, whose name is Odin, which I wondered if that was sort of a takeoff on Omen because you do play with the words sometimes. But Odin starts to say, listen, Jake, you've got to start um, being the actor in your own film, the Jake film. And you've got to start visualizing and rehearsing the film the way you want it to come out. Light bulbs come on. What are the outcomes that we desire? That's what we need to be visualizing, not the doom and gloomy feelings that we might have in the middle of a pandemic. But how do we want it to turn out for ourselves? That's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, well... We'll even take that a little bit uh, further in that 
people visualize what they want. You know, they, they try to figure it out. And we have a seed within us, right? There's a seed within us that, that if we think of an orange tree, you know, um, or, or an apple tree, an apple tree starts out with, it, with an apple seed. It has everything in that seed to produce a tree with leaves and branches and apples. It doesn't have to think about it. All it needs is a, some good soil, a sun, some water. And it, and it has the infinite intelligence of that seed in there that wants to express like that. Mm-hmm. And we also have a seed within us. We're born within us. We, we, we have desires inherent in us. But because of the pull from the outside, all the, all the commercials and, and, and social media pulling us away from that inner seed, we're trying to figure out the outside without figuring out the inside. And Joseph Campbell, you know, the power of myth and the mm-hmm. hero with a thousand faces, he, he says, follow your bliss. Right, it's it's a very ethereal term. It's a very soft term. He went he went all around the world and seeing who was happy and thriving, and that's what he came back with. Follow your bliss. Well, we have to follow our bliss, but exactly what you said, we don't because you know I got bills to pay and 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 you know I got a roof over my head and I got to feed my kids and all this other stuff. All right, that goes. And it's real practical. I mean, it's hardcore stuff. Now, the universe is set up that the planet Venus influences, rules, things like play, fun, pleasure, happiness, joy, love. All right? So we hear, do the things you love to do. But then, exactly what you said, I hear, you know, but I just can't quit my job and do whatever I'm doing you know, do this stuff. Well, the universe is set up. Venus rules all those things. It also rules money. So when we're doing our bliss, when we're doing what we love to do, we're closer to our money than we ever have. You know, we pay. Nobody's ever heard somebody say, I work guitar or I work quarterback or I work third base. Everybody, they're playing. They're playing the guitar. They're playing music. They're playing. That's the Venus thing. Venus influences. And then what the masses of people do is they pay these people who are playing masses amounts of money. So for that hour and a half they're at the concert or the ball game or whatever, they get a vicarious thrill from the people that are on the field or on the stage playing. Right. They're in the zone, who are in their zone. Yes. And, and that's I mean, where we want to live. That's where we want to live. We want to live in our, right. because um, everything think, happens in that zone. And that all, yeah, if we could only, like, appreciate that and, and, and embrace it. You know, there's a lot um, to be said for imagination. You delve into it in the book. Um, and we'll come back from a commercial break. When we do, we're going to look at the fact that 30% of Americans do believe in astrology. Uh, 90% of people in, um, in the United States know their sign. And most think that they're consistent with it. 
So why is it such an undercover operation, minus Nancy Reagan, who (laughs) regularly had (laughs) astrologers consulting in the White House? We're here with Brian Hill. Don't go away. There's more to delve into on Dropping In. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers national award-winning books and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm books forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry to learn more visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com a jks communications company streaming live the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to diane at dianedewey.com. That's diane at dianedewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with astrologer Brian Hill, who's not so much giving us a reading of what's going to happen, but asking us to look into ourselves to find out what's going to happen and to locate where we feel at play, where we feel at bliss, so that we can determine our outcomes. Brian, you're so um, inspiring in that way. And in your book, The Ace of Wands, I observed this quote from Albert Einstein that I loved. Imagination is more important than knowledge. The character Odin, who's talking to Jake, the protagonist, says, knowledge is derived from the past. It lives in the present and has no creative power. The imagination has the creative power of spirit And because of this holds the potential future. Knowledge is where we come from, where we are, while the imagination is where we're going. Talk to us a little bit about the role of imagination in astrology, for example. Well, from imagination in astrology, I would just switch over a little bit, change the word to intuition. we, we all have imagination, and it shows up on our chart. We don't particularly li- listen to it, right? Because uh, if we go back to being children, we had a powerful imagination, and we played with it. You know, it, it, it gave us thoughts. It gave us a whole new world, and we were told it's 
stop that. You're just imagining it. You know, stop pretending, right? Well, think of the word pretend. Pre and tend is work. So you think about the work before you do it. And imagination, we image in a nation. So everything that we look at in this physical world, I mean, everything, the buildings, the cars, the clothes you wear, the books, whatever it might be, was first in somebody's imagination. If we go back to if we go back to the Big Bang, you know, that Big Bang was an imagination in, in the divine mind before it happened. And the more that we live in this, we use imagination. I kind of call the imagination a coming attraction. When we worry, we're using our imagination. And we're using our imagination to create a future we don't want. But boy, do we worry. We're worried, worried, worried. Well, why not create a story of your future that you want and create that? You know, and different people have different senses of imagination. We all, we all have gifts inherent in us. That's the seed within us, right? And by looking, looking, uh, the, the imagination is ruled by the planet Neptune, and we all have Neptune on our chart. All right, and we we can see where our gifts are. We can imagine it. Some of some of us use that Neptunian energy to to really worry more than other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you had said prior to the prior to the break about why does astrology get a bad rap? You know, uh, why why is it all undercover? Well, we there's a n- number of reasons for it. The first thing is. Yes, there, there's a sun, and everybody knows, or 90%, like you said, knows their sun sign. I've only met one person in doing it all this, all this time that didn't know his sun sign. Um, but that's all we know. We think that's some basis of astrology, right? And we, we don't realize, and I didn't realize when I said it was a bunch of garbage, all the other stuff that's there. We, we, have, we have the sun, the moon, we have... Uh, Neptune, Uranus, Saturn, Jupiter, we have all these influences on us. So it's a very complex thing, right? And um, when we start to understand who we are, like this man that wanted to be a history writer, I mean, I've seen so many people that when we hit the, the place where they go, aha, they, they, they cry. They, 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 they well up and they're so happy. There was a story comes to mind of a guy he called me up and he had a, a deep voice, a real powerful voice, and you could tell over the phone he was a mountain of a man. And he says, are you Brian Hill? And I said, yes. And he says, uh, are you the guy that does that astrology stuff? I said, yes. He says, well, I'm telling you, I don't believe in any of that. And I said, okay, what are you calling me for? And he said, well, there were three people that don't know each other told me I needed to talk with you. And then he said, and I'm a Taurus. And as soon as he said he's a Taurus, I got the energy that was happening to him. And yeah. He says, I'm a Taurus, and I don't believe this. You know, there's well I he went on. I said, buddy, you're like a guy who's holding a gun to his head. You're holding a gun to your own head, and you're telling me not to pull the trigger. <laughs> 
and was quiet on the phone, and he said, when can I see you? I was holding a gun to my head last night. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yep. So well, he came in. He came, he came in for, he had a couple of readings, three readings made, and he was a huge guy, right? And he, and he got better. We got clear. We did a number of things. About six months later, I'm in the parking lot shopping, and I'm walking to my car, and I hear this booming voice, which was his, and he's pointing at me, and he's coming over to me, and I'm going, okay, what's this going to be about? And he picked me up like I was a child, all right, and he said, you, you, you saved my life. All the rest of them told me, you know, nuts, other stuff. I, I don't want to use the language he used. And it's like we, we all inherently know this works, you know, and, but... It goes back a long time. The, the, the book I'm working on now, the second novel, is called Venus Rising. And it's about exactly this. It's about, it, it's about a man, an astrologer, a New York City cop who practices astrology, inherits a, a, inherits a home in some place in the South where astrology is, you know, the work of the devil. And right. he goes through whatever he's going through. He's going through the trials and the tribulations. And if we understood more, astrology is not just our sun sign. It's, it's so much more of who we are. Each planet has a function. You know? And the reason that I like it is it's, it's practical. You know, if it wasn't practical, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't build a building that d- didn't work. You know, and um, I tell everybody before I have a session, if I'm saying things to you that don't resonate, don't feel right, or you don't understand, tell me. Because my vested interest is not in being right. My vested interest with you is your truth. And you are are exploring that truth along with me. Yes, and what's real to each person. Um, And it does reveal itself through emotion, right? As you say, people break down. Um, you know, you just have that moment of clarity and it's almost too much to cope with. And, you know, I think the other, the the excitement that, you know, is generated when you're talking about when people think, oh my gosh, gifts, my gifts, how do I locate my gifts? Well, first they can reach out to you. You're going to tell us how to do that. But also, you know, it's, it's also about, well, what, what's exciting to you? You know, what turns you on? What makes you feel that spark? And I, I think that, you know, for the skeptics, of course, there are legions of them. And then they're the same people that say, it's a full moon. I think I'm going to have another drink. Like, I mm-hmm. feel a little crazy and on edge, you know, or, you know, women, um, you know, you know, the menstruation cycle is exactly this Mm -hmm. 20 day lunar cycle. And yet people say, well, God, you know, planets cannot possibly be having an effect on me. And then you go out and see the high tide. Um, You know, this Mm -hmm. is back from medieval, well, pre, it dates back from the Greeks and the Romans um, who observed astrology. And, you know, there are whole continents that don't bat an eye at it or even following it um, as, a, as just a way of having these guideposts. I, I also think, um, you know, you've talked to me personally, um, astrologically speaking, about imagination, that power that we have to imagine a different outcome. And even looking back on our lives to things that we get hung up on, events that 
stop us in our tracks that were either tragic or you know, traumatic or you know something happened that's inexplicable. But you know, you can sit with it and imagine a different outcome. And it's amazing how peaceful that can be to mm-hmm. use your own power of your own imagination and the creative power to work things out so that you can pretend pretend your garden. Um, I, I just really like the way you, you break down um, words. There's also another one that you use, humankind, and kind is in is in caps. You know, if you've got nothing else, try kindness. You know, it's um, it's really what's needed now anyway. But you're, Brian, you're delivering philosophy through your characters, um, not just astro- astrological wisdom. And I, I just wondered what the personal source is for those teachings. I mean, is this Tao Chi Ching? Is it Eastern, Western? What are some of your sources? When, when I got out of college, this is a long time ago, when I got out of college, I, I, I got, and I was so excited because now, now I could read, now I could read whatever I want. I don't have to read these textbooks. And I scoured New York City bookstores and, and uh, found all sorts of things like uh, Zen Buddhism you know, which wasn't heard of very much back then. And, and Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, I have a, 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 I just want to understand life. I want to understand that my question was, who am I and what, what am I doing here? You know, and there was something more, more to life than uh, as a young boy that, you know, more that we could touch and see and, and, and hear and all, all the senses. And I didn't understand I, I looked at life and I saw people growing up, going to school, you know, whatever, getting a job, getting married, having a family, raising kids, getting, paying the mortgage and doing all the stuff, the normal stuff we have to do and not stepping into who they are. You know, Emerson said men leave, lead lives of quiet desperation. And that just always stuck with me. You know, why? And I watched it. So I've read uh, philosophies, re- religions. I'm a little bit of that. I'm a little bit of this. I have, you know, um, I just I want to understand. And part of that understanding for me is wanting to share what I learn. You know, right. if 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 I learn something, I, I want to. If it works for somebody else, uh, you know, I. I want to share it to them. I get excited about them. I have, I, I have a daughter, I have one child, and she's, I just love her. And, and I say to Lisa, I'm going to share stuff with you. I don't say that because she knows me now, but I say, this is what I'm going to tell you. And I tell her, and I said, take what you could use and throw the rest away. You know, you're living a different life than I, but if my life, my experiences, my knowledge, whatever, can help you use it. And that's what I do with clients, you know, because I really think we're, I really think we're all in this together. We are one big, massive unconscious, a spiritual being, you know, on this journey. And we think we're different from everybody else and everybody, you know, we're red, we're blue, we're green, we're orange. We're not. That's just the skin color or whatever. Yes. So that, that's where I get my background. I mean, reading everything I could get my hands on. 
and being curious. You know, it, it is true that there is no really guidebook and we don't know why we're here. So we're making the best of that and by um, you know, tapping into the things that really are our gifts, it's not easy to do that because there is such a buildup against it. Maybe with your daughter, she's more open as she's younger, but as you get older and you're, it's drilled into you to, to make a living, you know, to, to stop imagining things, um, to, to just make a living. And, you know, you do get kind of shut down from, you know, rehearsing your part and your your imagination, rehearsing the positive outcomes. It feels a little foolish at first. You feel very vulnerable. And I think then it helps somebody like you um, sort of, you know, doing a bit of, yeah, we're all in this together, holding hands. How do people reach you, Bran Hill, um, if they want to first, you know, have a reading, um, receive your newsletter? Where do you hang out in the um, in the in the in the internet space? Um, you could e- email me at bh, like my initials, Brian Hill, and then the word whale, w h a l e, at Yahoo. Dot com And the word whale is an acronym for wealth, health, attitude, love, and expression. Oh. And, when we have, and when we have all of that, you know, we have a whale of a life, you know, to use the terminology, the BH whale at Yahoo. Or you could text me at area code 941-320-7090. You could call too, but if easy if you had a text text that works well, and I do amazing. have a website yes I'm sorry you're I do, amazing. do have a website I'm appreciative it's, of a, that. it's a very old one I haven't updated it in a while um, it's Brian A. Hill at dot com www.brianahill.com and it gives a little background of some of what you've heard today some well, of what, what clients say all that you know, well, just just confirm for me the understanding I took away from reading the book, which I really enjoyed. And I'm going to look for Venus Rising. I think early part of 2021 is when you said it's going to be coming out. But with the Ace of Wands, I mean, Jake, he's um, he's our man who's going through this hero's journey, one obstacle after another. And he hangs on by his fingernails. You know, his, his friend Blackie is saying, you're nuts to be listening to this guy in the park. You're nuts to be, you know, uh, rehearsing the happy ending and and kind of using your imagination to to let your higher higher power do the work to guide you to the outcomes you want. Um, everybody's telling him you're, you're crazy. And I, I really, I just want to hear from you as an author, since this is another dimension for you. You're speaking to us through these characters, right, Brian? You're, you're grounding us in, these, in, in this philosophy of, um, you know, the unseen drama that's yet to play out. Um, you know, he has these, Jake has these moral, uh, ethical, financial identity crises, and um, first he has to do the inner work and animate his spirit, which is really quite deflated. Um, Aside from reading the book, which I'd encourage people to do, how do you advise people to reconnect with spirit, especially in these times? 
listen to yourself. There was I went I went to a, I went to um, a workshop or a, a lecture years ago before I I was I was in the building business at the time, so I had no awareness of anything that we're talking about right now, and and. A, buddy of mine says, I'm going to go to this lecture. Why don't you come with me? And he told me what it was, and I forgot what it was. It was something metaphysical. And I said, why, why do I want to do that? And why do I go listen to that stuff? And he said, there'll be a lot of single women there. So I went, okay. Okay, I'll go. You know, And I went, and I sat next to a single woman. And she was, lit- she was literally 84 years old. And she probably weighed about 84 pounds. And during the during the lecture, she raised her hand to ask a question, and she did it in this quiet little little voice that people had to lean in to hear. And she said, "You know that quiet little voice inside you." And the woman put in the lec- doing the lecture said yes. And then with this booming voice, the little lady said, "How do you get it to talk louder to you?" <laughs> Turn up the amp. Turn up. It was like Ethel Merman, if you remember Ethel Merman. It was booming at and everybody laughed. And and I said, what a great question. You know? And and so the the lady put the lecture on, gave her an answer, and it really didn't resonate for me. Didn't work for me. and And I stayed with that question. And I hadn't, and I stayed with it. And then I thought, if, if you have a child next to you and the child is saying something to you and, and you don't listen to the child, the child's going to stop talking. It's either going to stop talking or start screaming, one or the other, all right? Mm-hmm. And that's the little voice inside of us. And it just, it just made sense to me to listen to it. So I started to listen to it and it started to talk louder. And what that voice is is our intuition. Yes. And the best definition I've ever heard of, of intuition is our soul's guidance. Well, thank our you. Our soul's talking to us. That's right. And hopefully we'll listen carefully. I really appreciate you sharing your insights with us today, Brian Hill, author and astrologer. Thank you so much. Thank you to our engineers, Matt Widener and Aaron Keller, and our producer, Robert Giolino, and most of all, our listeners. Remember to consider your source. Until next week, happy Thanksgiving, and be safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then.